Wait, what? Wait, what? Is this episode we're, we're, four? Four? We, we're, we're still not shut down? <laughs> we're not canceled yet? We have yet to cause an international incident? Yeah, apparently, right? Especially with any... the way you talk about our wonderful Canadian friends. Hey, you know, I got um, a lot of feedback about my uh, my running out that hell recommendation, and at least 10 different people told me that the Meg Myers version is so much better than Kate Bush. So take that, all you Kate stands. <laughs> so the Bushies didn't come for you after all. There are no Bushies. <laughs> that is not a real thing. <laughs> That's not a thing? Nobody wakes uh... up. Nobody wakes up and is like, Oh my God, I have to listen to Kate Bush's new music. She's my favorite artist. She changed my life. No, 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 no. That's not a thing. (laughs) Kate, I am so sorry. Um, You know, I really thought that your people would would come for for you and come support you and have your back. But um, apparently you have no people and that's sad. I mean, Kate, at at the end of the day, Kate, you are a wildly more successful human being than I am. So I can't really talk shit. However, Meg Myers does your song 10 times better than you do. <laughs> well, I don't know about wildly more successful. I mean, she doesn't have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, she just got like multiple <laughs> platinum selling records or some shit like that. I, I, nobody pays any attention to that. <laughs> Come on, man. You have two podcasts. Two whole far, podcasts. Far more successful than any Kate Bushy girl. Yeah. All right. I'll take that. I'll take that encouragement. <laughs> Oh right. boy. Well, I think we should just uh what what is on Courtney's mind today? You know, I've been I've been thinking about what's on my mind and the only thing that's on like one of the things that's on my mind and I don't even remember if we touched on this before, but we're going to touch on it now because it's now Juneteenth weekend and everyone this is a new national holiday. And so for for all of you Caucasian people out there, Juneteenth is a new thing to you. And you're like, what is a Juneteenth? Oh, this sounds wonderful. How can we possibly monopolize on this new holiday? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, because, you know, that's what some people tried to do, like Walmart, when they made their Juneteenth ice cream. Did you see that, Damien? No, I didn't. So Walmart made this special Juneteenth ice cream and they had the colors and it was red, black, and green, the colors of the motherland. And, and, um, that's kind of ignorant. (laughs) We had a very, so immediately black people were just like, Oh no, you are not about to, to monopolize on Juneteenth the way they thought the Cinco de and St. Patrick's Day and every other holiday that you just start paying attention to just so you can make money. No. So uh, that, you know, it's one of those things where I am so proud of our black community for standing firm and saying, no, you're not going to take this away from us. And this is happening all over the place. For instance, here in my city, uh, now that Juneteenth is a national holiday, for one thing, let me go. I, let me go all the way back. They're like Juneteenth. What is this June? I know that a lot of people don't even know what Juneteenth is, especially people in other parts of the country, um, and not the South, and not even particularly Texas. So June nineteenth, uh, eighteen. What is it? Uh, 
1865 is when word of the Emancipation Proclamation finally hit the shores of Texas in Galveston. And it is what officially ended, because Texas was the last state to still have slavery even after the end of the Civil War. You know, Texans were like, yeah, we're not going to take our slaves away. How are we going to pick all this cotton? This is Texas. You don't mess with Texas. We were our own country for like That's a year. right. We're our own country. We can take whoever we want to. Well, the Emancipation <laughs> Proclamation finally hit Texas shores. And on that June 19th, 1865, we became free. And that is now recognized just last year as the official end date to slavery. Um, in Texas, it's a big time celebration. It's, it's time for, it's a weekend for uh, fun festivities, um, lots of great, incredible food, but just opportunities to get together and celebrate <laughs> Our, our, our freedom and our blackness. And um, I'm really glad that the rest of the country, you know, now this is a, a, a national holiday. So it's a paid holiday, folks. If you don't, if you're not getting paid time and a half for Juneteenth, then uh, you need to be calling somebody and, 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 you know, bring that up to HR because it's a thing. It's real. And we're not going, going to allow it to be, turned into a Cinco de Mayo or, or St. Patrick's Day. Um, it's just not going to be, you know, turned into another, you know, how corporations look at Gay Pride Month. They just, <laughs> they, you know, they just think, oh my God, June, let's slap some rainbows on everything and get all the gay money. Did no. you see what the, not, actually, I'll ask you afterwards. I'm going to let you, we're going to keep our focus oh, well, on June. No, I, I mean, I just, I, I will not, we will not let that happen. Here in Midland, we have a grand celebration, and it's been going on for more than more years than I've been alive, and I'm old. And so old. Uh, I am pretty old. And so it's always happened at Washington Park over on the south side. Well, last year, there was a lot of discussion and talk about, well, now that, you know, basically now that white people know about this, we should move this over to Centennial Park in downtown Midland because it would be such a nicer place and a nicer park and everything. And, and, you know, we think that more people will come out and celebrate if it's over there. And there were actually some black people that were like on board with that. And I was just like, hell to the now we've <laughs> been doing this. They know where Washington park is. If they want to come get a Turkey leg, tell them to pull up. We're not <laughs> about to go over there and, and deal with all that just because now it makes, it makes, other people who have never celebrated this holiday more comfortable. So I say all of that to say this, don't expect other people to change everything to make you comfortable. And if that's how you feel about things, then that's a prejudice that you need to examine and look at. I'm off my soapbox. Well, Hey, all the white people, of the Midland, uh, I want you to hear that you were clearly just invited to the cookout. Courtney just gave you a full invitation. <laughs> Bro, to pull up, pull up the, to Washington Park. Pull up Man. to the park. Get yeah. out. Get your leg. Get you a big pineapple. Um, you know, get you like all it is. Like I love walking around the park, and you get to sample just some of the best food ever. Like, oh my god, I, I'm always so just full. 
just just ridiculous. You when you by the end because it's hot, you sweating and you just waddle from side to side and, <laughs> and, and and you're just so full and it's just so wonderful and you get to see friends that you haven't seen forever, uh, classmates. It's just it's just such a, a beautiful experience, and everybody is invited. Like always have been. Um, this year I'm taking like so last year. I did a first in Midland. We had never, we have never in any type of parade had a gay themed float. And last year's Juneteenth parade was the first time I ever had our pride center. We entered in a float into the Juneteenth parade and we made history. And it was the most, like I was nervous about bringing that group into this environment. And let me tell you, Damien, it was the most beautiful experience I've ever had. And uh, to see the reaction of the people, how much they celebrated it. Our drag queen, she was just fucking flawless. And, um, you know, some of the comments that we heard as we were going down the street, um, there was an elderly, uh, elderly black woman who, when we passed by, she clutched her friend and she says, I finally see myself in this parade. You know, I finally, I finally see me. Aww. in this parade in this environment and that's the whole that's everything that i was going for in that experience and so um this year i'm adding in my theater company as we get ready to do othello and do othello that same day shortly after the parade um i'm going to expose all those people to the greatness of the juneteenth parade and uh, i'm really excited about that so yeah, people need to come out and and get out of their shell and go and experience. So I challenge that to to all of our listeners. There are going to be Juneteenth celebrations happening in Black communities all over the country. Rather than say, I'm not going to go over to that side of town, I challenge you all to get out of your comfort zone and go and experience culture uh, in the environment where it's meant to be experienced, not not in the environment that makes you feel the most comfortable. Yeah, no, I think that's very well said. And uh, especially, especially in Midland, people should go out to Washington Park and they should go experience it. I think it's going to be an awesome thing. I never got the chance to, unfortunately. But I wish oh, I would wow. I wish you, I would yeah. There were a couple times where like, I even heard about it, or like, but a lot of times I'd be working or whatever. I mean, when I was a teenager... I don't really have any interest in it. And then once I was out of <clears throat> out of high school, I was working a lot. I like I genuinely think every single Juneteenth, it just so happened I was working. <laughs> Which I guess I could have requested off of work, but I wish I would have experienced well, it at least once while living in Midland. Right. Well, it's like a, a kind of a three day event. Uh actually the booths, the food booths first open up on Thursday. And then Friday, it's all day. And then uh, all the, the big festivities happen on Saturday. It's like the big full day with the parade. And then Sunday morning starts off with the church service and it ends in the evening um, with a big uh, like choir explosion type of thing. And I mean, it's just it's just a full weekend. And our Juneteenth committee this year, this is the second year that this new committee has taken over the Juneteenth uh, festivities. And last year they set the bar so so high that this year they're all stressed out about can we do can we replicate last year can we even, <laughs> can we even get close and I've you know I've had lots of conversations with their committee members and you know that's the thing that they're nervous about you know once you 
once you establish something and you set a bar, you set a standard, meeting or exceeding that standard is incredibly difficult. It's just like this show. Man, we with like three episodes and we've been like, you know, I'm really proud of our work. I, I go back and listen to it. And um, last week, everyone, full disclosure, last week, I listened back to episode three and immediately like I text Damien and with just gratitude because this is it's such a cool way to converse and to think that, you know, we're ha- you and I are having this conversation and all the rest of the world, especially my Canadian friends, are listening. <laughs> and so uh, it, it's just, it, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. It is exciting. I think it's a great form of media. I think it's just, it's just a fun thing to do. It's fun. Like when you think you have conversations with your close friends, you're like, man, we should be our own reality TV show. People would love us. Well, make a damn podcast and get your exactly. friends on it and just talk. You and I would be having these exact same conversations on a phone call that would just be private between the two of us. Why not be a couple of narcissists and put it out for other people to listen to? Right. <laughs> like Exactly. That's, you know, um, it's, Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's the stuff that we we're gonna talk about anyway. I mean this 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 is literally a phone conversation that you and I have like anyway. Exactly. <laughs> and now we're just like, hey, other people, <laughs> listen to our talks. Yeah. Um, I do have a comment to make. Uh, you were talking about monetization of Pride Month and all that. Um, have you seen what Burger Kings in Australia are doing with Whoppers? Oh Lord, I'm afraid to know. <laughs> they have. <laughs> A top Lord, whopper. They have a, t- <laughs> they have a top whopper and they have a bottom whopper. So the bottom whopper oh, is two bottom butts, and then the top whopper is two top butts. <laughs> wow! And, it, and it's the funniest thing in the world to me. Wow! Okay, would, well, let, <laughs> let me let me give you another one. So DoorDash has a uh, no, Postmates. Oh, oh, DoorDash has the bottom friendly foods. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is DoorDash. <laughs> I couldn't remember if it was DoorDash or Postmates. But I had just seen that. A friend of mine uh, had posted that and it posted a, a, you know, a YouTube link to it. And I'm just like, well, ain't this some shit? Y'all really, y'all are, <laughs> this is this. I don't even know how to respond to this. And then, like literally, the commercial is about what you can order hey, if you're gonna bottom. I'm not even mad about it. It's helpful, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want your bottom going to the steakhouse talking about. Let me get the fried this with the extra that and all the sauce. Nah, order the salad, bitch. Okay, get the salad. No, what you playing? Why? Why when you, you when you when you click on it in my area, it's literally like salads, snack wraps. Juice cleanses. <laughs> it's like not even real food. <laughs> and I'm not even mad about it. I'm like, that's so helpful. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's crazy. One that of my buddies, one of my buddies was cracking me up. He was like, I would love to walk into that Australian uh, Burger King and just be like, Hi, I'm gay. Give me one of your pride whoppers, but I want you to guess what I am. <laughs> right. Okay. See if they give you a bottom whopper or a top whopper. <laughs> oh my god! So is so is the regular whopper verse? I think the regular whopper is just kind of how how the process happens. I mean, you got a top and you got a bottom. <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness! Yeah, 
Australia, King, Australia, y'all doing too much. That's no, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Bring it to it, America. It, it is creative. Can you just imagine the pitch meeting? They're sitting around a table and they're just like, you know, Pride Month is coming up. Uh, how are we gonna? How are we gonna monopolize on this? How are we gonna make some money off of this? I got it. A top and bottom burger. <laughs> <laughs> And you can see the little light bulb come on over people's heads in the <gasps> Yes. It it would only be funnier if the bottom whopper was just like lettuce, tomato, onion, and that's it. <laughs> okay, because you can't put no meat in. Okay. This is now this is now what, what uh DoorDash is telling us. DoorDash uh-huh. is on to something. They're on to something. They're I hope they something. keep this list around. <laughs> I'm gonna go to local restaurants and be like, "What's up, DoorDash?" Say you had bottom friendly food, and they're gonna be like, "Let me help you, Queen." <laughs> okay, yes, Queen, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right, I'm done. I'm I'm done marginalizing myself. <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, um, I mean, but I don't know. That those are just weird things that are on my mind. The other thing that's on my mind is I'm really excited that this weekend is the opening weekend for Othello. Um, I've been talking about this like every podcast and, you know, most of the time it's like this fucking play. But (laughs) but right now I actually feel really good about this fucking play. And I am I have gotten to the place where I'm I'm actually excited and proud to present this. Uh, My co-stars are just they're incredible. And um, I will definitely not be the highlight of the show. Uh, they're gonna be the highlight of the show. Well, no, uh, I'm the main character, but look, there's a couple of people that just steal the scenes. Um, Jonathan Horn, who plays Iago, who is the villain, he's the heel of the whole thing, and and just to watch him work is just incredible. And then I'm gonna tell you that the person who steals the show, who absolutely steals the show, her character name is Amelia. It's the beautiful and amazing Jerry Morgan. And she is uh, she is absolutely going to be everyone's favorite character because she just delivers with such incredible passion. And uh, towards the end of it, you know, she she goes off on everybody. Like she tells me how stupid I am. She tells Iago how stupid he is. Everybody a damn fool. Like she she goes in. And I fucking love it. And every time she delivers it, like, I'm almost in, like, I feel like she's really yelling at me. <laughs> and I have to remember, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, we in a play right now. Oh, shit. She, why she's why she so mad? <laughs> is, she one of, <laughs> is she one of those actresses that just gets, like, um, I remember when I did theater, you'd have certain people that when they would just do certain scenes, Every single time they did it, it would just be a degree better. Like they never regressed. Yeah. The facial expression, they would figure out a great facial expression to make at one point or a hand gesture at one point. And then the next time they would deliver one yes. line differently and they would figure it out perfectly and they would never change it. And every single time it just builds and builds and builds and builds until you get to this just perfect performance. Yes. Yes. Oh, and I love watching that. I, I love watching I that cannot, develop. Yes. I cannot wait to see. You know, our, our opening day is on Friday, and then we have two performances on Saturday, uh, and then uh, performance again on Sunday, and then uh, we do it all again the following weekend. So uh, I cannot wait to see just 
her and because her evolution of the, just like you said like every single time we do it she does something else different that is just like mind-blowing and um i i just my whole thing i'm just trying to get to her level uh i feel like it my my role in this whole thing is just to not get in the way because <laughs> we have said like again our, our crew is just really incredible and um really excited to bring that story to life so yeah that's going that's that's what's going on in my world i'm excited for that is there going to be um i don't know if you said this so if you did my apologies but do you want to tell people exactly what theater will be performed at and what times they can come and see it sure so everyone in in west texas in the permian basin uh our main performances are friday saturday and sunday 7 p.m central standard time in the cole amphitheater uh we're at midland community theater on wadley avenue um that's 7 p.m and then on saturday we have a special performance at the carver um auditorium at 2 p.m. on Saturday. That is our special Juneteenth performance. Um, pretty much, you know, I wanted to, we wanted to do a performance for our, for this particular crowd. And, and Carver uh, Auditorium is directly across the street from Washington Park where everything happens. So, um, you know, to expose people to theater, you, you can't expect them to go to where the theaters are. Sometimes you have to take the theater to them. And that was the thinking in this particular uh, venue and, and show. And so uh, we're going to take the, the theater to, to the people. And I am um, really, really hoping for a standing room only crowd. Uh, we've hyped this up and I have a lot of naysayers that are just like, oh, no one's going to show up. Uh, black people don't want to see no Shakespeare. But no, I don't believe that. I think that... Uh, you know, we've hyped this up so much and, and uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm just excited. So so next week we'll have something else to talk about. I'll tell you guys how how the first weekend went and uh, if I like stumbled all over my lines and how awesome um, Jonathan and Jerry and the rest of the team were, uh, all those kind of good things. We'll talk about it. And Damien, I don't I, I think I told you, but. Our friend Ashley is making her theatrical debut. Is she? Uh, she yes, yeah, she is also in Othello, and um, this is the first time that she's ever gracing the stage, and she's just doing a great job. And uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm just really proud of this show. I can't wait for people to see it. Hopefully, you know, Shakespeare uh, doesn't copy. None of his works are copywritten, so they all can be recorded. So I'm hoping that we can get some good video. And be able to, you know, put that out on the website or something like that, or I can share it some kind of way. Because I know all of you wonderful people can't get to Midland, so you know. And I'm sure that you want to see Othello. Hey, some of our Canadians might make a flight. You know, they're very nice people. That's right. They have I'm a very, they have a very subpar national anthem, but they're very nice people. <sighs> Y'all, he said that, not me. Y'all, not about Oh Canada. <laughs> I already know. Oh, I am so full right now from the food. Oh I my god! When I'm I tell so you, I am sitting here. So I made, I made mashed potatoes with like lots of butter and some whole milk and some salt and pepper. Boiled it with chicken broth and paprika, and oh my god, it's so good. 
And then I made dirty rice. I freaking love dirty rice. And then I made ribs, just a rack of ribs, seasoned them myself, my favorite barbecue sauce on them, put them in the oven at like 500 degrees until it just glazed over the top of them. And they were just seriously like sliding off the bone. And oh my God. So what is your, <laughs> let's try to get a corporate sponsor. What is your favorite barbecue sauce? Stubbs. Um, ah, Stubbs. Stubbs. Stubbs makes the best barbecue sauce. I like the spicy sauce, like the one that's just hot. Um, but I tried the sweet heat today, and it was freaking amazing. There you go, Stubbs. So the people of Stubbs, give us some corporate sponsorships. We'll talk about you all day. Um, <laughs> don't don't bring you... me that cheap ass sweet baby Ray's bullshit. I want Stubbs. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Nothing compares to Stubbs barbecue sauce. In multiple flavors, find stubs at your local market, wherever you find uh, fine barbecue sauces. <laughs> your first attempt at a corporate advertisement was okay. We're gonna get yeah, I, like a two. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I, I need a sheet. I need a sheet. You know, I need to. You know, I'm not a very good at the impromptu uh, corporate sponsorship, but mm-hmm. we'll work on that. And especially if you pay us, we'll work on it even harder. And, like, if you want to just pay us in barbecue sauces, no thank you, but we appreciate the thought. <laughs> That's right. Right? I don't, I don't eat enough barbecue sauce to uh, want to advertise your product for just barbecue sauce. But if you want to <laughs> give me a little cash, maybe I can make sure I'm buying your barbecue sauce at least every, like, I don't know, two to three months. There you go. I'll, I'll have a new bottle go. of Stubbs. <laughs> oh, go. my goodness. Stubbs. One second. Uh-oh, did you fall, cat, you fall down? Um, my cat is a menace. She just jumped off the bed and got herself caught in my freaking earphones when she did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's so, how she uh, felt. That's how she felt. She heard, you know, she heard you talking about Stubbs barbecue sauce, and she was just like, what, do you have some? Did you did you put some on your face? Stubbs? Let me attack you. Exactly. Stubbs? <sighs> just, we should make a Stubbs barbecue sauce commercial where it's just a bunch of cats, and they're like, Meow. Like following somebody <laughs> around, and the person doesn't know why. And let's say the person has like a bunch of cat friendly things, right? So they think like they think the cat wants the tuna, so they like throw a can of tuna, and the cats don't care. They're like, ah, and the person's like, ah, and they start running. And they have like a thing of cat food in their bag, and they throw the cat food out, and then the cats don't care, and they like, ah, keep coming after them. Like, ah, finally the cats catch up to them, and they like start going through their cart, and then find the stubs, and then the cats like use a little like. They just grow opposable cat thumbs and open the bottle, and all the cats just start licking up the stubs, and it's like Stubbs barbecue sauce, something, something, <laughs> something. And when you see like a <laughs> with the cat like licking his lips, like licking the barbecue sauce off his lips, <laughs> what do you think? I, I'm here for it. I'm I, here for it. I think I could design a commercial. I think so. Now, how are you going to train all those cats? I don't know. I was know. literally about they're, to say it would be so hard to train cats. Very difficult to work with. <laughs> They're very different. Herding cats. I always yeah. say like herding cats. Herding cats is very challenging. We will take the um, barbecue sauce bottle and we will like smother it in like anchovy, like anchovy right. sauce. So they smell it. And then when they get it and they're licking it up, it's because they're licking up the anchovy. Ah, well, you know, here's the beauty. Here's the beauty of stubs. I mean, I think that it's so good that that we won't have to do else to enhance it because the cats will want it all on their own exactly like, no exactly <laughs> because so i damien. would lick a bottle of stubs off the ground What's oh up? yeah damien are we here to talk about I a am, friend i yes how did you know i am excited y'all 
today we are going to have our first guest. Yes, we are. Our first show guest. Like, you know, it's not just going to be the two of us this week. We're going to bring on our first guest, and it's someone that we have in common. So, um, you know, we're, we, it, it is time. It is time. It is time. So be patient with us, people. Send her this link because we have never added somebody mid-show before. Yeah. And she has also never hopped onto the Anchor podcast platform before. So we are going to um, – I'm texting her if Courtney wants to fill the dead air <laughs> while, yeah, while I so, help her figure this out. Yeah, so this is a good chance to talk about even this app. So I had a friend of mine uh, – What's up, Rolando? Reach oh, out quick. to me. Hello. Oh, well, she is there. See you, everyone. Welcome to the show. The amazing, the fabulous, our good friend, who Mercedes Buchanan. Mercedes Buchanan. Yeah. Mercedes, what is up? Nothing much. Just um, dealing with the New York City heat. But other than that, surviving. Got to get some air conditioner. So I'm on. I'm on the struggle bus, but I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. Surviving the heat as well. You know, you already know how Texas heat is. And so it's it's like being a sauna. This is the first day where we're not going to be in the hundreds, but it's gonna be a high of like ninety-seven. I guess I shouldn't I shouldn't complain, but you know. <laughs> I want you I guys to know it. that it's a nice, partially cloudy seventy-seven degrees in Boston today. Feels fantastic. Mm. Uh. Mm-mm-mm. we're living that <laughs> human life so you know oh yeah oh yeah yeah you, you guys have to deal with humidity mm-hmm. and that's a whole different animal so yeah you you have every right to complain about the, the heat complaining <laughs> <laughs> so or, or um, not like the heat, i would say not not enjoy the heat so mercedes uh do you want to kind of uh let people kind of know who you are and then and then we can just kind of chat with you for a little bit and got to give yourself a super big introduction but just kind of introduce yourself to some of our listeners ah who am i well my name is mercedes buchanan and i um i'm a mom i'm a seminarian i am have dabbled in a lot of different things from politics to um administrative work to preaching um, I was born in Germany, random, um, grew up in upstate New York, moved to New York city with my husband. And then we relocated to Midland, Texas, which was a big change. Uh, we lived there for a couple years and we loved it for the most part, like just loved the, the pace, the, you know, just the. Uh, quality of life and then we moved back to new york so we're back i'm back living that new york life um what else about me i love to binge watch tv Uh, (laughs) you know i love to read books i am a mom to a cute little boy his name is charles we call him cb3 cb3 and cute is an understatement y'all like precious <laughs> is a better way to describe CB3. Yes. That's my son. I am married and I have a dog, a shepu, um, named Daisy. So that, I guess that's me. I don't know if I'm um, missing anything <laughs> in my introduction, but that is who I am. Yeah, I'd say you did well. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so yeah, you know, so uh, when Mercedes lived here in Midland and Damien was in Midland, we all got together and we all worked on a, a super project that changed the world and uh, at least our little corner of it. And that's how we, you know, we, we all came to know each other and everything. And, and um, you know, I just, I miss you guys. I miss you and Charles and CB3. Like, it's, it's, it was different not having you around here. And, and, but I'm glad that you got to go back home. Um, I'm excited about Charles's dentistry practice. Yeah, he started a Black-owned dental practice with one of his um, colleagues from dental school, and it's it's going well. Um, they are hitting the ground running, and I'm really proud of the both of them. So it's Queens Modern Dental for anyone in the New York area. Um, that's Queens Modern Dental. Let me just slow down. <laughs> um, but yeah, we miss you guys. We miss um, I haven't seen either of you in a long time. Um, so definitely I do miss Midland. There's been times I'm like, I want to go back because, you know, New York is uh, it's an intense place to live, but we're yeah. doing good up here. No, I get the yeah. same way. Definitely. Right. <laughs> I mean, our, yeah. our, our entire episode last week was me complaining about wanting to go back home. So I definitely Aww. understand it. But um. Shoot, Mercedes, what have you what have you been up to? Catch me and Courtney up. What's been going on with you? Well, I um I'm still in school. That's I'm in seminary getting my master's of divinity, and it is stretching my brain and my spiritual life. Um I just felt called to do it. I actually have a bachelor's in public administration, so it's like a total 180. Um, so I'm learning all the things, all the things. Um, so that's, that's been going on. Um, I actually got pretty sick for several months and, um, I'm still recovering. So that's been a big part of my, uh, life since about Thanksgiving. Um, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and, um, it's been a whirlwind, um, for me, um, but now that I'm, you know, I'm in therapy and seeing my doctors and things like that, just reflecting on probably when I got sick, I think it has to do with what we were all, you know, um, were working on together in, in Midland and um, how intense of a high I was on um, last year, just kind of spiraling until I got sick. So that's been the biggest thing in my life, but I am doing a lot better. I started a job. I haven't worked in five years because I stayed home with CB3. So I started working at a college. Um, doing, oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm working, um, doing administrative work for the athletics department. Haven't picked up a racket or anything sports related since high school, but I'm in there. <laughs> I'm, in okay. there. I'm okay. in that thing. Yeah. So I... <laughs> yeah. You know, back to work. It feels good to be adding to the bacon coming home. Um, There's no bacon in that house. No, you're right. (laughs) Right, this is true. Bringing home the vegan bacon. Let's say she's (laughs) adding on to the mushrooms or the broccoli going in that house. (laughs) Yes, the faux faux bacon. Are you still still getting your cheat meals in here every now and again? 
Um, yeah, because now I'm back in New York. Like, when we came back, the same thing, when we moved to Midland, we were like, the meat, all of the Tex-Mex. And then we took us a long time to go vegan. When we moved back, I was like, all the food. So, I'm still, um, yeah, I'm still having cheat meals. I had bacon today, real bacon, actually, for breakfast. Nice. <laughs> Worst nice. vegan ever. <laughs> Well, you you were always the part time vegan, and yeah. Charles mm-hmm. was more like real deal vegan. Yeah, he's he's the proactive one, diligent. That's well, why he has a practice, right? <laughs> well, shoot, I was just I was just telling Courtney Mercedes, but I just made dirty rice and uh, ribs and mashed potatoes. Oh my god, mm. so so good! Dirty rice with the ground beef. I don't do the chicken gizzards; those freak me out. I did andouille mm-hmm. sausage. I did andouille sausage, ground beef with the rice, and then. The ribs are like phenomenal. Sitting here, happy fat kids, stuffed full, talking to two of my closest friends and petting oh, my eating, cat. You're eating them now, is what you're saying. Well, I ate them. I stuffed my face probably a good like 15 minutes before we got onto this call. Mm, so okay. I'm still fully feeling the effects of the food coma for sure. Mm, sounds <laughs> wonderful. Well, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for my invite. I'm still waiting. You're gonna get an invite. I'm so <laughs> I am so terrible. Hey, you haven't come to see me. <laughs> In my defense, I said, give me a date and I'll come. I, and you're like, I have to work. I'm so <laughs> bad at just like arranging and sticking to plans. You kind of gotta like force things on me, you know? All right. It's gonna happen then. Well, yeah, it definitely needs to happen. But Courtney, what yeah, have y- you been y- y'all up are to? like Oh man, just staying busy. You know, I just life just got so continuous, you know, after after the name change stuff. Um, you know, I just I stayed involved in the community and it's just a whirlwind. Like seriously, I don't have a lot of free time. And um everything just gets my life has just been really scheduled and and I always have this to go to or that to go to and, and then trying to work multiple jobs, you know, still trying to be, you know, in the band field and work with that. Adding elementary uh, for the past year and a half, I've worked in elementary school and uh, I did virtual learning. And so the kids are out of school with COVID. Uh, I was their virtual teacher and um, getting to experience that whole thing and, and, and just in the elementary setting, because I've never been an elementary school teacher. Like, I've, I've never worked with the little, little kids. Like, little kids like me, but I was always just like, oh, okay, hey. Um, <laughs> because let's face it, not every little kid is uh, a super genius like CB3. And so, you know, I can work with him because, hell, he was teaching me. I wasn't teaching him anything. He was <laughs> He would show me how to work technology and everything he would thrive in my school because uh it's a it's a communication and technology academy and so like cb3 would be our little class valedictorian every single oh year without <laughs> <laughs> but other than that like uh we're doing a play i'm in a play i've been doing a lot of theater um here lately uh since everything and uh you know, I've been I've had to do a lot of public speaking and I'm really not a public speaker. And so to help me get get over that that bridge and, and kind of help me be able to face that fear, I've decided to do a lot of acting. And now uh, opening 
this Friday is uh, we're doing Othello and I am Othello. Mm. So uh, that's it's a challenge and it's been a challenging situation, but we're excited to finally get to an opening date. And uh, we're going to do speaking of Juneteenth. So how I met Mercedes, how I very first met Mercedes, (laughs) because I will never, ever, ever forget it. Uh, it was at the Juneteenth Parade, uh, I guess 2019 or 2020, whatever year. And, um, um, you know, everything had already kind of kicked off as far as the name change process. And, you know, I was making waves and kicking up dirt and making people mad. And and so we're good. We're in this. Per- so the parade is going on. And I'm on the street just watching like I'm a casual observer. And. Here comes Mercedes and pushing CB3 in the stroller and who I didn't know what at the time, like I didn't know it was her brother. I thought it was her husband, but it was her brother. And um, she came up to me and she was just like, oh, my God, you're 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 Courtney Ratliff. Um, hi, it's nice to meet you. And I'm just like, uh, hi, strange lady that I've never met. <laughs> <laughs> and we you know we and then we saw each other on the park again and then we saw each other that same day at another event uh somewhere else another juneteenth event and it just became so clear to me that we were on the same mission and you know i'm someone who who knows that there are no coincidences in life and uh god brings people together for a reason and for a purpose and a plan and she was just someone who I knew needed to be in my life and, and who had a purpose and a plan. And, and absolutely like the things that we accomplished would not have been accomplished without Mercedes. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm just, I, I still am so forever grateful, uh, to have met you on that Juneteenth at, at the parade and the way that it just all went down. It was just, it was just, I don't know. It was, that was, it's God's will. It's, it was just God's will. I don't have any other way to put it. That was God's will. Oh, hearts, 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 hearts. Yeah, I, um, well, I don't know. I guess I disagree. I definitely think that you guys are um, dynamic and still could have did the change without me. But, you know, there's definitely power in numbers. And I know, oh, I mean, compared to New York, the numbers are a lot smaller in Midland. And so I just, Charles and I were just glad to be able to contribute to be on the right side of history, you know? I mean, right on. I think the three of us were, well, no, I really think it was you two primarily. I mean, I was kind you of don't a little, stop. I was kind of a little right. tag along in the background, like, yeah, go team. Okay. <laughs> sure. No, no. I mean, I think we all played an instrumental part in making it happen. And I don't think, what am I trying? Am I trying to say here? I was like, I know what I want to say, but I'm trying to think of how to say it. Courtney, I need some lessons on how you just like string thoughts together so eloquently because I'm like, I think space, 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 maybe well, space, let, space, space, space. Let me tell you the secret. Why do I talk so slowly? It's because I'm getting my thoughts together, and so the the slower I talk, the more it allows me to mm, think about the next thing that I want to say. So. That that that's my secret, really. I talk slow. Mm, I don't think I could talk slow. That's not for me. That's why we get in trouble, Damien. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't. We don't. This is true. 
Mm-hmm. No, we just we just say what hits the brain, and then we're like, yep. "Oh shit, did I just say that?" Yep, yep. <laughs> That's why it's important you should be the spokesperson of all things. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm over here like I want to be the press secretary. Mercedes like, why don't we keep you in the back because we don't trust you? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I would say but that only I, if you can write it down first, and then we can review it, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then not get off that teleprompter right just (laughs) read just read (laughs) i would i would say that i think that i think it was time for the name change to happen and courtney i think you were gonna make it happen no matter who you had with you but Mm -hmm. i think the three of us just kind of melded in a way that was perfect for the moment and i think it helped get it done quicker and like yeah the right way you know what i mean like you like I don't think you compromise on too much. I know you're Mr. Compromise, but I I don't think you had to compromise too much in that process. What you did, I think, was justified. Um, And at the end of the day, we have a legacy high school as a result. (laughs) So we are winners. And um, just so you know, Mercedes, like this was the first year, like we just graduated the first legacy high school class. That's awesome. And it was such, you know, just just thinking about it, I get I get goosebumps um, because, you know, one of the reasons why we did it, you know, everybody was just like, well, it doesn't change the school that you went to. You still graduate. Your diploma still says Robert E. Lee. And I'm just like, yeah, you're right. But future generations won't have that albatross. They won't have that same, you know, uh, thing that they look at and be like, oh, I, I did go to Robert E. Lee High School. You know, and so yeah. it was about the future. It was about the this class that just graduated and the classes beyond now. So uh, it's been pretty satisfying. You know, they're still around town. People are people are st- slowly transitioning. Mm-hmm. You know, the name uh, that, you know, you still hear a lot of people refer to it as Lee. And uh, it's funny to watch people like in my close, you know, within earshot are talking to me. And they refer to it as Lee, and then they realize that they said that, and then they look at me like, "Oh shit, is he gonna cuss me out?" <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I, I understand it's a tough transition, but we'll get there. <laughs> you need like a button, like you know, how like Staples has like a. Well, I forgot the button. I'm not showing my age, but you need oh, like a button, like the that button. Just corrects people. Yeah. Or what did it say? What did? What was the button for? What did the Staples um, button? Oh, I'm gonna Google. Hold on. The big Ooh, red button. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. You need a big button that's like legacy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, it was a that was easy. That, oh, that was, was yeah, easy. That was, oh, yeah. or you could just have the big red button that said that was easy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I you know, I also like coming from a place where the ideals were so different and there was just mass in numbers who would have been on you know in support to change the name like seeing the advocates who um would you know people that we were working with coming out and putting their face out there putting their voice out there it i it was so admirable um and of course at the same time the black lives matter movement was going on and there was a lot of um overlapping feelings about the school with you know the black lives matter movement and so while there were also protests going on no matter how small they were they were so significant and i really just have to say i respect all of those that 
put themselves out there in such a, um, you know, blue lives matter area. Um, I, I just really respect it. And I hope that you're all listening and knowing that you really, yeah. made a, you made a difference. You made a, you made a difference. If you don't think people were listening and watching, it's not true. It's not, you really made a difference. That's, that's, that's you're absolutely right. And, you know, it's because of those people that I still feel so driven to support this community and mm-hmm. still, you know, make anytime something, anytime I get a phone call or an email saying, Hey, Courtney, I heard about this and I don't like it. Um, what can we do? You know, I, I do not turn those emails away and throw my, you know, I, I feel so compelled because just like you said, all of those people, there were so many people who came and, and rallied with us, who became advocates, who became activists, uh, who, who found their voice. And now it's really exciting to see that there's, there's this whole other group that has just gotten so involved and I can send an email. Like I have, I have this base, this little base core email group that, Anytime when when as you had you I loved how you say when it's time to to be in the shits when it's time <laughs> to get in the shit then I can I can send an email to that group and they're ready to go. Gotta be with and, the shits. Uh, yeah, gotta be with the shits. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, it, and that it like you said it it just it just moves something that that now has become you know this is what we do this is who we are and and you're going to respect. Are the opinion of this community a lot more than you've ever respected it before? Yeah, definitely. That's been cool. Definitely. Been I, um, I know when uh, the NAACP was having protests in Odessa, um, I witnessed my friend Ashley go out there every day. It was like yes. a three day thing, and I was like, wow, this girl is like she's a mover and a shaker. (laughs) Right. She is a mover and a shaker. (laughs) And I just you know, like in New York, these like you would see the protests like thousands of people, but to be one of forty speaks volumes to the courage and um just the love of community and love of love of her people. And so shout outs to Ashley and all the other advocates. I yes, have a question for you guys. I'm sorry. Courtney. I was just going to say, it's so funny that you mentioned Ashley because Ashley is making her stage debut in Othello with me. Ah! And so I see her every day and I will definitely tell her and pass the word and make sure. And she listens to our episodes. She's always telling me, Court, I'm going to listen to, uh, to to this last episode, and, and we'll talk about it and everything. So she will definitely hear you, and and uh, that's cool. Hey, Ashley. <laughs> hey, Ashley. Oh my gosh, I um, miss you, Ashley. Break a leg on your performance. That's exciting. Mm. <laughs> I have a question for you both while we're on this topic of activism. What was your most memorable part of the experience? Damien, you want to go first? Yeah, but mine's kind of a... Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, can I give a two-parter? Is that okay? 
Yeah, sure. give a three-parter. <laughs> All right. No, show, yeah, you know what? You're damn right. I, well, it's our show, but you know what I am? I'm going to give a three-parter. Okay. So it was uh, the initial mall protest, going to the mall. Um, I had been standing on the side of Andrews and Midland Drive with a Black Lives Matter sign. Uh, for like hours. I mean, these girls pulled up and they were like, hey, we're all gathering at the mall for a demonstration if you want to join. And I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm tired. And then I like got inside and I was like, damn it, I'm going to that mall. Show up at the mall and it blows my mind to this day that there was a group of counter protesters. Mm. Like no one is doing anything wrong. And they're sitting out there with signs talking about go Trump, Trump this and that. And it's like, this has nothing to do with Donald Trump. This has nothing to do with you. This is about wanting justice for black people to be able to exist in America the same as any white person can exist in America. No one brought up Donald Trump. Why are you people here just preemptively sucking his dick? Excuse me, Mercedes. So, like, never, never <laughs> they, sat right they with They were me. sucking it. They, they were. They were going to town. <laughs> like, never sat right with me. To this day, I still just don't understand why they felt the need to do that. But that is their American right. So whatever. And then I remember the protest that Latricia Smith and her uh, family put together. That was kind of like the downtown Midland area. And that was probably the most moving protest I'd ever been a part of. Um, I remember a lot of them were laying in the street. I remember kind of going up to her and being like, hey, you know, we kind of need to move out of the street. And I remember her being so devastated. Like, I really just don't want to right now. And I was like, well, there are people saying they're going to hit you for your safety. We need to move out of the street. And we were out there demonstrating for a good five hours. And the videos and clips I still watch of that give me chills. And then the last thing would be the night of the vote, the school board vote. And I remember we were all listening in on the phone calls and we all got to give our speeches. And I remember I missed mine because I was like, why is this phone number from Massachusetts? Cause they use like a, a number scrambler. And I'm like, why is this number from Massachusetts calling me? I'm, I, I had to give a speech. I remember ending it. And then I think it was Ashley or Courtney, maybe it was Mercedes was like, dude, they called you and, and they missed and you missed it. And I was like, no, but then they were like, oh, we'll get back to you. So then I was just like hanging on the edge of my seat, like waiting for them to get back to me. But just remembering how much support we had, how many people called in and supported us in that process. And then texting Courtney and Mercedes in our little group chat that was on fire back in the day. And we're going back and forth like, oh, that's one vote. Yay. Oh, that's one vote. Yay. Oh, if this guy votes, yay, then that guy's going to vote. Yay. And we were just like getting so excited. And then it finally happened. And the yays had it. And we had changed the name and that feeling that feeling will never leave my human body to like right now. I am feeling it again. I remember exactly where I was and exactly what I was doing at that time. And I will never forget it. Wow. That story just gave me like cold chill bumps and brought tears to my eyes. Like seriously, like, uh, (laughs) man, there were just so many different moments uh, for me just all through that experience. So I think the first most profound moment was the very first time I addressed the school board when they did not put the name change on the agenda after we had had a 3000 signature petition and uh, they chose not to even discuss it. And so I used my three minutes in open forum to just absolutely undress (laughs) the president of the school board and then then called out the two black members of the school board for not doing anything. I mean, 
it was it was it was one of those unscripted speeches because I didn't I didn't write anything down for that one. I just got up there and I spoke from the heart. And I think that that particular speech, I remember one of the things I'll never forget is um, after I sat down and started looking at my phone and like the reaction from my phone was just like, oh, my God, <laughs> like everyone was just so like fired up. But I remember this one particular PE coach that I had back in junior high and uh, back in junior high, you know, being the fat kid, I was teased and picked on a lot. And, and he was one of the, the people who was always sticking up for me, coach, coach Blaine Huddleston and uh, coach Hud, as we always called him. And, and like, I didn't even have his contact information or anything. Like I have not heard from, from coach Hud in, in for like since junior high. And uh, he has sent me a message on, on Facebook Messenger. And he was just like, Courtney, I just want you to know I am so proud of you right now. I just heard what you did. And, you know, just the, the guts to stand up there and do that. I am so proud of you right now. And that's when I knew that, you know, we, we had launched something and that it, we weren't at that point, like there was no backing down. It just was no backing down. But uh, to me, the most profound moment, again, just like you said, was the night of the vote. And just all the circumstances that were going on, you know, at that time, like I was in the hospital with COVID, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I couldn't even yeah. speak. I couldn't even make the final, like, you know, my final case, my final presentation. And I remember putting out a message um, I think on Facebook, it was just like, everyone, I, I uh, have COVID. I'm, I'm going to the hospital. I don't know if I can be able to speak tonight. I need for you guys to step up and to, and to make those calls and to, and to, you know, let the school board know how we feel about this. Cause tonight is the vote. It's going to be decided. And just that, I think that there were like 27, uh, people who spoke in favor of the name change versus maybe four who were against the mm -hmm. name change. Mm -hmm. And it was so overwhelming. And the speeches that were made, you know, I was, I remember being in that hospital room and we're on our, all of our, our chat things. And, you know, I had already brought in my little Bluetooth speaker so I could listen to it. I like, I was prepared. Uh, even though I knew I was going to be in the hospital, I was just like, I cannot, you know, miss hearing this live stream being a part of that. Um, but I, you know, as people were talking and everything, I remember just crying, doing a lot of crying and in, in those happy tears. And at one point my nurse came in and she was just like, what is wrong? What, why are you crying? And, uh, you know, I just, I just told her, I just, these are happy tears. I'm really emotional right now. I'm okay. I promise you I'm okay. And, uh, so, you know, they left me alone after that. And just <laughs> you know, when, when the vote finally came down and just, it was just, it was just a lot. It was just overwhelming. And uh, then I re just remember, you know, uh, Charles had gotten really sick and, and Charles and Mercedes had to go to Lubbock to go and take care of him. And I'm in the hospital and, and like, um, you know, the news people were wanting to do interviews and everything. And I'm like, Mercedes, I need you, please. And she pulled over on the side of the road. Didn't side she? of the road. Between <laughs> Midland and Lubbock, somewhere in La Mesa, just at a random cotton field, probably on the mm -hmm. side of the road. And uh, 
and you know, and and she spoke, and she was the, the spokesperson, you know, for all of us. And it was one of those things where, you know, I didn't have to worry about about. I just didn't have to worry about those things because there was such an incredible team that had been built up um, over the course of all that. And and uh, those are, you know, those those are are some of the moments that just stick out the most to me. So Mercedes, now you get to answer your own question. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had to like I was writing it because like I had and then I had to delete, so now I have three parts. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. This is like a Kiki public Kiki though, right? Uh, oh yeah. But so since it's public, can I be petty? Yes. Yeah, of course. You know yes. I get petty, I get in trouble. So, <laughs> um, well, I think the first memorable moment for me was when there was a public forum at the community center. Do you remember that? And it wasn't necessarily <laughs> about the name change. Um, it was just to, it, like this open. Oh, that was because of the other things that were going on. Yes. And there was a, a police brutality situation that yes. had occurred in Midland um, just shortly, you know, before all of this came up. And mm-hmm. there was a big community meeting at the Martin Luther King Jr. Community Center. And at by the end of the meeting, it had just turned into like, like, oh my goodness, it was, it was, you know, it was the shits. <laughs> yes. So I used to work for a politician, so I know the political bullshit. And this, this is actually, I feel like this is when like Black Lives Matter movement was also starting. Um, there was yeah. just a lot of overlap for for me personally um, going on and. I had people that were trying to help me get my comments, my speech in the lineup of people. And somehow it kept disappearing. Um, so I said my speech outside in the parking lot to everyone. And I think it was the first time I had the courage to stand up on my own for what was right. Um, I won't name the person, but they got very scared and ran to their car when I said my speech. Um, and, but regardless, I, for me, I, it was a moment of, I don't have to have this big crowd around me when something is one, if you're one, nobody's going to set me up. I'm going to say what I'm going to say, but also it's important to, it's important to stand up for what's right, even when you're the minority. Um, and so I think that really gave me the courage to push through as we kept going with the name change. Um, the next thing, well, this is like my super petty one. I think this is my most memorable one, and it's more about the name change. Uh, so Cordy and I went to a city hall meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, I was just loving it. I was loving it so much. Um, there just seemed to be confusion as so why all of the black people were inside this <laughs> hall public meeting. Like there was just this tension. Um, I, and it, and it was really confusing. It was the public meeting. I think that happens probably every month, um, but it was more, you know, advocates and it wasn't just black people, but there were many of the advocates that were black um, sat down in the meeting and just stared down the public officials, including the mayor and there was like this fear of of the presence of strong black people and 
it felt really good. <laughs> it felt, <laughs> it felt really good. So, you know, to be able to say we're, we're here. Yes, we're the minority, but we're here. You're going to listen to us and you're going to respect us. Um, and I'm going to like gossip now. There may have been questions as to why are your people here to other leaders? Right. <laughs> like, and I that was a question. That it, was, uh-huh. it wasn't even a maybe. That was the question that was asked of one of the uh, black leaders here in Midland. Uh, everyone went to her and was, and, and the mayor went to her and was just like, why are so many black people here? Why are your people here? What's going on? What do we do? (laughs) Oh, Peyton. Oh, Peyton. What do I call him? Patty Pat. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I enjoyed that moment. It felt like. I am doing this for my people. I am doing this for the culture. And it felt good to send a reminder to those in power that they represent everyone in Midlands. They represent every citizen. That's the words they like to use. Everyone in Midland will be heard and they have a right to show up to these meetings. And um, if Patty Pat or his people listen, don't do that. Ew, like, don't do that. Go take some diversity training and mm-hmm. learn learn about your people um, to, to ask or have the audacity to be like, what are your people doing here? Those are your people, Patty Pat. Like, come on, what? man. Just give me a call. You've been, you ignored my calls the whole time. I showed up in his office. I tried mm-hmm. to reach out, but he didn't want to talk to me. So if you want, so happy to talk to you, Patty Pat. Anyway, that was probably my post most petty one. Um, <laughs> I think one of the this is really long. Sorry, I think one of the craziest moments for me was at the NAACP protests, though, um, when there were men and women in camo with their rifles in trees monitoring a prayer vigil. It was actually not a protest. It was a prayer vigil. Um, It woke me up to the reality of where we were, um, what it felt like to be a Black person in in a small town. Um, And it was probably one of the most terrifying moments of my life to be praying for you know this is with the family of the man who was killed in the in the jail in Odessa um to be praying and to see people with guns i have photos i couldn't i couldn't believe it um a white person went and asked them to leave and they said you know what we will leave and come back with more people and they did and um this was at the same time as we were doing the name change. And it was just, I kind of had the, a what the fuck moment. Like what do I, do I really want to do this? Because these, these mofos will shoot you. Like it was absurd, you know, uh, but it also woke me up to the real issues that we have in this country. Like, it's not even just, I mean, the shootings are everywhere, right? Like, everywhere um the shootings the brutality the power dynamics 
um, it's real and it's happening in big cities and small cities. And um, the only way to change it, though, is to keep to keep pressing forward. So I think those are my there's a range of things, but that's that's what they are. Yeah, Damn, Mercedes yeah. was with the pettiness. Right. <laughs> I can be um, petty. What else you want to be petty about? <laughs> so so Mer- Mercedes, you will enjoy this. So I have floated around the idea here in Midland. I have floated around the idea of running for mayor. Oh. And it has it has picked up some steam mm-hmm. as far as the number of people who who have heard me say this. And your friend Patty Pat is among those people. And so the way that he interacts with me now mm-hmm. is so much different than when than before. And he and I have been both been in some private meetings on different community issues. And uh, it's interesting to hear him set up like everything that I said, he would, he would go and try and contradict and Mm. and try to make himself, you know, like, like we were already on the stage having a political debate and uh, so much so that after one meeting, um, Someone just, you know, who didn't really know either one of us came up to me and was just like, what is the deal? <laughs> it's like, why was he acting like that towards you? And I was just like, well, he heard that I might try and take his job. And so he feels some kind of way about <laughs> it. And uh, he knows that I'm like a legitimate threat. But I don't know about running for mayor. That's the uh, I, I don't know if I've I've quite received that calling. And I don't think the Midlands quite ready for all that. They're not uh, ready. They're not ready for that. They're really not ready for that. But uh, I do see me doing a public office and, and um, you know, I'll put it out there now. I feel I'm feeling very compelled to run for school board. That school board election didn't go the way that we had planned for it to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the person who won, uh, while he's a super wonderful person, um, I don't know that he's the most effective leader for our community. And so uh, I haven't completely said yes for sure, but I am definitely not ruling it out. And if anything happens next year, I I will be on a ballot some sort of way. Do it. Do it. And then hire me to be your press secretary or chief of staff. Either one, but mostly press secretary. (laughs) I I I want to be on that podium telling the truth. I want to be on that podium telling people what's good. Well, if I if I'm mayor, then then yes, I will need a, a press secretary. But if I'm a school board member, I don't think I I get that. I don't get a press secretary. I think if you want one, mm-hmm. I mean, sure. <laughs> can I tack on? Can I tack on one more cheesy one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the day when we all went to Mercedes' house and we had our little brunch <laughs> that turned yeah, into an no. all day affair. I literally the other day so. I've been dealing with some feelings of loneliness and whatnot out here, Mercedes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how I mean, you know how it is. You were just in Midland with with just, you know, CB3 and Charles. And after a while, you miss your brother and you miss your mother and you miss your friends. So you know exactly what I'm going through. Yeah. Um, and I saw a little Snapchat video that I had taken of you and Charles with CB3. And we had gotten Wingstop and we were about to play Cards Against Humanity. And you guys are like, <laughs> and you guys are like flapping your arms like chickens. You're like, chicken wing, chicken wing, chicken wing, 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 wing. And little baby <laughs> Charles is just smiling and just dancing. And I was like, wow. And I teared up a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But 
we uh when i accepted a job in massachusetts um we decided to get together and mercedes and charles invited courtney and i into their home and we uh we got there and we had some vegan food and we had some uh, not <laughs> vegan food and we uh we were with her bro- i believe your brother was there and we just uh yeah we had a great time we just enjoyed each other's company we celebrated our victory we reminisced on past memories talked about what was next for the future and in that moment i just really really felt like i had accomplished something not only the name change but i had made friends with two three amazing human beings who are infinitely like not infinitely but you guys are like older than me and much more established than me here i was me like working at a jersey mike's had been able to do what I did with you guys. And in that moment, it was, it was not only like a, a feeling of personal accomplishment as far as a name change, but like I actually made friends with two great people who are way more successful than me. And like, I don't know, it was just, it still sticks to me to this day, how I felt just kind of sitting at that table, like looking at everybody cracking up and having a good time and just enjoying each other's company being like, I kind of made it. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing bad for a 23 year old. I kind of made it. <laughs> So, yeah, man, I, you know, I, as you, as you tell that story, I just sit here and smile and, um, that's the, you know, the beautiful thing about memories is this, you know, when you think back and reflect and, and, you know, there's so many things that we do in our lives that we don't meet even at the end, in the moment, we don't necessarily appreciate, but when you go back and reflect on it and think about it, you're just like, wow, this, this really happened. And, and these were the people that it happened with. And, you know, this was the, the way we celebrated it. And, you know, it, it's 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 just such a, a happy feeling uh, when I think back on on that time with both of you. And and, uh, you know, you guys say that I could have done this without you guys, but I, I really don't I don't see any way that I could um, just because, you know, while I had so much support from from all over the place and but my core team that I had first built none of them were in Midland. And that was the biggest problem was I didn't have any boots on the ground and you guys were my boots on the ground. And uh, yeah, so uh, happy times, happy, happy, happy times. Um, At some point we're all going to have to get together and have big reunion and uh, see each other and, and, and let's not wait until it's like CB3's graduation. (laughs) Cause That'll be that'll be here before you know it anyway. The little guy is just like growing so much. Like I, Mercedes, I saw a picture you posted just like maybe the last week or something. Yes, the basketball picture. Oh. He I was, was out like, there on the court. He was the smallest one. He's like, <laughs> but he was doing his thing. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. It was so cute, and he's got handles. Like that was a pretty. <laughs> that was a pretty strong dribble. He's doing. He's doing his thing. He's. So yeah, we're like athletic parents now. It's a new experience, but yeah, he's doing his thing. <laughs> is he still? Is he still being a nerd? He's still into all the and all the ner- all his nerdy stuff. Yes, his new nerdy Good. thing is that he loves trains, so he has memorized the subway map. Oh wow! Like, memorized the line. <laughs> oh, that kid he memorized the stops. He memorized the Long Island Railroad. Oh and now gosh. he's into like the New Jersey transit. It's uh it's pretty intense. So yeah, he's he's still going. Well, we need to and we need to stop talking about seeing each other and just do it. And I know I'm like the worst culprit with that. Like I know I am. 
But we need, and then we need to show him around Boston. We can show him the green line and the red line and the blue line and the <laughs> yellow line, and he will just be in love with the Boston, <laughs> the terrible Boston subway system. <laughs> More trains, yes. Well, you y'all already know that any reunion that must be that is planned has to be done in the spring and summer because <laughs> I refuse. I refuse to winter up north. <laughs> y'all, big y'all be, comes up north. Big Texas okay. not like the northern weather. Uh, uh, y'all be doing the most with all that weather up there, up yonder. I ain't here for it. <laughs> oh, so real quick, uh, Mercedes and Courtney, I have a joke for you two. Mm. And Courtney, I want you to know okay. this is probably going to be a weekly thing, and you're going to hate it. Uh, <sighs> all right, you guys, re- <laughs> you guys ready? Yes. All right. So. How do you find Will Smith in a snowstorm? Oh, Lord. You track his fresh prints. Every week. Every week. You find his fresh prints. That's brilliant. Come on. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. Well, that is that is a good dad joke, and I will. So I have one friend who, in particular, Tina. She loves. She absolutely loves those ridiculously cheesy, not very funny jokes like that. So I will definitely share that uh, with her. And well, now I'm going to start coming that, with one every week. Well, now that I know I have that to look forward to, oh joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy well what's uh do you have anything on your mind mercedes that's just going on in the world or going on in your life that you want to talk about you want to rant about or not even a rant you just want to get off your chest anything at um, all well i you know for the first time publicly talked about my mental health earlier um i think mental health illness and mental health has been on my mind a lot um and, you know, it's it's a thing I think that we, we all go through, but it's something that needs to be, continue to be talked about um, with friends, in public, um, you know, just so that people realize that they're not alone. Um, it was one of the reasons that I kind of started talking about it in the beginning, but like, yeah, I guess, you know, men- mental health, it, it really matters, and um, for those that are listening that feel depressed or going through anxiety or have ups and downs, like, or, you know, the whole gambit, uh, gambit, gambit. Um, yeah, just reach out and get the help. Go to therapy. These, you know, it's it's really important to take care of yourself um, because nobody can take care of yourself better than you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Amen to that. Um, you know, you're so right. Uh, and uh, here recently, Mercedes, I've been just because of the different things that I've been involved in, especially this play has just caused me so to have uh, my mental health has been in a bad place. And it's and I've had feelings that I have not felt in a very long time. And there was at one point I quit the play because of the circumstances that were surrounding it and uh, one of the people involved. And it was just, 
it had got it would became so depressing like going to rehearsal made me feel worse than anything in the world and i had to finally realize that and say you know what for my mental health as much as everyone is depending on me because my face is on every piece of advertisement i'm the title character you know you don't have any more black men that are willing to do this role I understand that if I bow out, then what that means for everyone else. However, I have to think about me first. And I have to think about my own mental health. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of people who were willing to accept that. And, and, you know, there were a lot of people who were very appreciative that I would even talk about it publicly. uh, Because you're right, like, we have such a stigma in in our country uh, about mental health and, and, um, if someone is having a mental health episode, you know, how to, how to go about helping them and uh, how to go about making it better. And there's just, you know, there's just such a negative stem stigma about reaching out and getting help. And uh, I am excited to, to see that in our culture, there's a shift. Like people are finally starting to understand that a mental health is real. It's not just two words that people use. Uh, and and B, we we have so many tools at our disposal now to help us through our mental health challenges. And uh, I'm, you know, right now, Congress, uh, the Senate in particular, they're working on bipartisan gun legislation. And I just saw last night where one of the things that they're really pushing as part of this legislation is an increased emphasis on mental health. And that's doing things like making sure that insurance carriers cover mental health coverage as part of their insurance. So going to see a a therapist is just like seeing a a family practitioner, you know, a family doctor. And, and, uh, you know, increasing the things that will help our society have better mental health uh, because so many of the things that our world is facing, you can see it's the direct result of people who are not right in their spirit. They're not right in their head. And they just don't know how to express the things that they're they're feeling. And so they reach for a gun and, and they go to hurt people. So uh, I'm, I'm really glad that, you know, that we have an increased uh, emphasis on mental health. And I'm really proud of you for even you know, mentioning it and exploring that with, with our audience uh, because it's important for them to hear and to know people who have had experiences with mental health and, uh, and are actively working on being better. Thanks, man. I just, um, you know, it's, it's important to, for people to know that they're not alone and that people all around have, you know, mental illness. And um, I think if, you know, if somebody comes to you in confidence, just, just be there for them, support them. You know, this yeah. stuff is real and it can affect your day to day. It can really affect your life. No, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I've been vocal about my issues with bipolar depression and other things. and It's a struggle. You two know that about me. I mean, I, you guys have seen my ups, you guys have seen my downs, you see my highs, you see my lows and uh, just, Understanding you have an issue and then figuring out the best way to handle it is the number one answer, I think, 
for sure. And the fact that mental health help and advocacy is becoming more common and more available, I think is a really, really, really great thing for people and people should definitely take advantage of it and not feel any kind of a way about it. I think for sure. Agreed. And so, you know, I know that right now there's a, a group of people, especially in the Boston area who probably need some mental health awareness right now. And those are all the Boston Celtics fans. <laughs> wow. That transition, huh? uh, because for the first time in this playoffs, they've now lost two games in a row. Yeah. So as we record this episode, um, the, the golden state warriors, the dynasty is poised and ready to take another title. They are up three games to two over the Boston Celtics with game six coming up in Boston. And Mercedes, um, are you going to let him pick on me like this? I have no idea what is being talked about. So well, see, you, look, Mercedes, you have, because now you, you're a sports, you're a sports mom. I, Since, know. And so, <laughs> you, I thought you kept it. up with basketball. What the hell? Oh, Syracuse, that's it. But oh. right, I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> but you're a Celtics fan, right, Mercedes? Um, no. No, say no. no. Oh my gosh. No, I'm in New York. Curry I can't. Fan, right? Do you know Steph Curry? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, the playoffs were yesterday. I kind of know what's going on. You know. Him getting shut down yesterday. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't watch it, but I knew it was. <laughs> <laughs> like there was a game on or something. Somebody was talking about football or something. It was really, She's like, yeah. somebody scored a touchdown. I don't know. Somebody won. Yeah, they made a goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah, saying, the... we, we have to hip you onto sports. And we always do a little sports talk on every show. And so um, that's why I had to make that transition to the sad, sad, sad state of Boston affairs. And how sad it was going to be. I mean, so I don't. <laughs> I'm going to make one Boston. point. I'm going to make one point, And then, Courtney, you can say whatever you need to say. And then we can wrap up the sports talk. Because I don't think. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I said since the beginning <laughs> that you have to outscore Golden State to beat Golden State. And Boston has proven, like almost every single game, that they do not have the capability to outscore Golden State. All the games they've won have been close ones. All the ones that Golden State's won really haven't been all that close. I mean, 10 points last night, I think it was, but really it wasn't all that close. And you just, Boston does not have the firepower consistency to beat the Golden State Warriors. I said that since the beginning. Jason Tatum is proving game after game he is not a true number one. I've been saying that since the beginning. He is a high end B player. They do not have a superstar. There's a difference between a star and a superstar, and he is not a superstar. And Jalen Brown's inconsistent. Marcus Smart's inconsistent. Al Horford is inconsistent. And Jason Tatum's been inconsistent. And that is why the Celtics are now down a game. And this is why they will probably lose the series at home. If they take it to game seven, fantastic. We'll probably lose in game seven. I have zero confidence right now. I know I, I, sound, I am a wounded Boston fan right now, without a doubt. But it is what it is. Uh, every... I'm not even mad about it. I'm just kind of sitting like, mm-hmm, I motherfucking told you so because I can see the writing. <laughs> I, I follow his team with all my heart, and I can see the writing on the wall as soon as we finish the Nets playoff series about how this was going to end. And it's it's playing out exactly how I predicted, except I thought we would only win one game, and we won two. So that's that's <laughs> exciting, but that's really about it. That's the only thing I didn't predict accurately. 
Well, as well, a teacher, I know, like, I'm just anti-Boston, so good. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> it's like, screw your baked beans. Screw uh, your wasting your tea. It, it's screw- messing up that Screw you, Boston. Screw your football team that hasn't won nothing since the 90s and your basketball team that's like won like what? Nothing since the freaking mid 2000s or like early 2011. And screw your baseball team that had to cheat to win anything. And screw your hockey team that never wins anything. And I was going to make another serious of a subject, but screw Texas. Wow. Uh don't go 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 bury your feelings in some baked beans. <laughs> I'm gonna go bury it in a rack of ribs and some dirty rice. <laughs> Sounds pretty Texan to me. <laughs> right? True. He made a, he True. made a very Texas meal for mm-hmm. someone who's talking bad about Texas. <laughs> uh, the next time we come on, we'll be able to talk about the NBA champion because regardless, even if it goes to seven. Game seven would be on on uh, Sunday, and so um, which reminds me, everyone, all the the dads out there, uh, happy Father's Day! This is your weekend. Make sure that someone does something really nice for you. Um. Uh, so by the time we hear you again, Father's Day will have passed. We will have a new NBA champion, the Golden State Warriors, and uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and all the the Boston people. You know, I we're we're trying to get all of the telehealth therapists, you know, <laughs> in the area because I know it's going to be a situation, and you know, we know that you Boston people are a little emotional. You know, y'all get mad and oh start goodness. throwing stuff in and you know it's a thing. So we're ready for you. We're we're here for you, Boston. Mm. With that being said, <laughs> much like these NBA finals, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. Are we doing uh, yes. recommendations? Yeah. Do you want to? Since you're our guest, do you want to start it off? Yes, I was. I was ready. All okay. right. So I've been. You. I know we're like over time but it's the kiki there's so, no time limit th- there is no time on this show we just we we talk until we're done talking all right i'm <laughs> excited i was like my son hasn't interrupted it's a good day all right so <laughs> well, I, I only been, heard him one time so he is being like super good he's uh i'm mom and you know my nanny's nintendo switch is um in full effect don't judge me. <laughs> um, no judgment um, so I have been in binge mode, um, cause it's been, it's hot now, but it was cold. So the circle on Netflix, do either of you watch it? The circle? No, the I haven't circle. heard of it. Oh my God. It is... I'm writing that down because you always have put me on. <laughs> she does recommend some great shows. Yeah. I got two shows. That's all I'm recommending <clears throat> is shows. So the circle is like, they started it during the pandemic and, they have one like building and each it's a game it's a show it's like a game show to win like fifty thousand dollars or something like that um each person is in isolation in their house which is similar to covid but they're all experiencing the game show at the same time and they like raid each other it's like social media amped up and um there's catfishes and like it it's one of those like light shows that you get really sucked into so there's like three seasons get if you want a light binge do it um okay. if you want a, 
a crazy binge. That, well, it's not even a binge. It's a four-part series. I just started watching it yesterday, and I'm halfway through. Keep It's on Netflix. Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey. It's about the, um, what are they called? The FDLS, the Fundamentalist Day Ladder Saints. I don't know if I'm saying it right. And, like, how it became... Is people that believe in polygamy, they like separated from the Mormon church and then how it became like a religious cult. It is wild. Like it is, I wanted to stay up all night watching it. That's what I'm doing tonight. Like it is, it is crazy to see, like especially someone that is really exploring religion, how manipulative people are when it comes to religion, um, how just time and time again, men just abuse women and and control them with their sexuality and things like that it's it's crazy so these are like two different extreme binges but i'm recommending both of them so once you watch them let me know because oh my goodness they're crazy okay nice for sure both of you have to tell text me once you watch it everyone find me and talk to me about it It was the circle, and then what was the second one? It's called Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey. And, like, there's, it's a documentary. So there's people that were in, like, they're our age. This stuff happened in, like, 2002. Like, this is really recent. Um, There's people talking about their experiences, like, getting forced to, girls getting forced to get married at 14. And, like, it's, it's some wild stuff going on in America, y'all. It's some wild stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those okay. are my recommendations. I was like, no, I, I prepared for this. I did my homework. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. Courtney? Um, the only thing I'm going to recommend is what I recommended at the beginning of the show, and that's for if you're in, in Midland in the West Texas area, please come and see Othello. Please come see one of our eight performances, our seven performances. Um. We've been working really hard on this, and I think that we're we're ready to present a really awesome show. So, again, those performances we start Friday, this Friday, the seventeenth. So it's the seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth. Uh, show times are seven p.m. at the Cole Amphitheater, and then we're doing a special Juneteenth performance on the eighteenth at two p.m. in the Carver Auditorium. All of our shows are free, uh, thanks to our our um, benefactors and, and great sponsors and donors uh and so it's a, a no cost thing um i really wanted to do this show to bring cultural awareness to my people and uh i'm i'm excited about it so that's my recommendation for this week go see othello so i'm gonna recommend that people go people in the area go see othello courtney is extremely excited for it i know the amount of work that he's put into it. And so I'm sure if he's giving his announcement uh, so loudly beyond obligation, I know it's going to be a really, really great show for people to go see and check out. So please go show him that support. Please go support my, my co-host. And then I'm going to be the super nerd that I am and go watch some star Wars people. I have been binge watching yes. star Wars. 
I haven't been so I am about to start episode nine, which I've already seen it before. I was getting through the trilogy, so I watch I watch the terrible prequels, and then I watch the amazing originals, and now I'm watching the so so sequels, and then the Kenobi series is 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 really not all that. I think it's really getting overhyped. Like it it's just the the old grizzled man who's lost faith in the world, protecting the small innocent, too smart for her own good child while bad things happen around him, like that's so been done before That's a freaking Mandalorian, which they're already doing with star Wars, but Kenobi is still great. Especially if you're a fan of star Wars, especially if you're a fan of the original trilogies, if you're a fan of Elon McGregor's acting, you're going to love it. Um, and yeah, so just go watch some freaking star Wars. It's one of the all time greatest sci-fi fantasies ever. And just, and just be a nerd and enjoy it. That's my recommendation. Yeah, I am all here for a Star Wars a recommendation as I sit here and sip from my Darth Vader coffee cup. <laughs> um, Vader is my fraternity nickname. And so uh, I love Star Wars. I didn't love Star Wars before I pledged Kappa Kappa Psi. But since pledging Kappa Kappa Psi, like during the process, uh, my big brother and our, and our chapter president we're both super collectors. Like our chapter president was featured in the official star Wars collectors magazine. Uh, his collection is so intense. And so he kind of forced a love of star Wars. <laughs> and, um, I think that they all expected me to like, not like who I liked. Like I just fell in love with Darth Vader. I don't He's know why, but I, I, I cheer for the bad guy in all the time. And I just feel like Darth Vader is just such a misunderstood man. And especially after the prequels and, and you watch that whole thing and how that all went down. And that just, you know, I feel even more for Darth Vader. Just like I wanted him to win. But I, I heard my first love of Vader happened in Empire Strikes Back because he was the ultimate badass in the universe at that point. And so... I am definitely here for your Star Wars recommendation. I have not watched Kenobi yet. Um, I am interested because it's it fills in the gap between Episode Three and Episode Four. Um, so we, we find out you know, how he got to that point in old being in the cave and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and his he oversees Anakin, right? Uh, during that developmental period, it just kind of keeps him alive, pretty Luke. much. But yeah, a Luke. I mean, yeah, Luke. And so, um, that, that, that I'm interested in that story. I just have not had a chance to uh, to watch it yet. So, yeah, I mean, it's nothing. Cool. It's nothing groundbreaking, but it is what it, it, it's good for. What it is, it is good for what it is. And as a Star Wars fan, you'll definitely enjoy it. Right. On. But um. Okay, well, with that being said, I want to thank Mercedes for coming on and hanging out with us. Seriously, it was a blast. Yes, um, Mercedes, you're our very first guest. Oh, like, I feel special. Thanks for inviting yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. very first. And Courtney, as always, four, four episodes in, a month into this thing, and I'm having a blast doing it with you. So thank That's you. Right. Likewise, bro. Like, wait, what? We're still doing this? Wait, what? <laughs> Mercedes, can uh, we get a wait what out of you? Wait what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and uh I'm gonna go ahead and end this recording. Thank you guys for hopping on.
Bye. Yeah, good deal. Hey, tell Charles hello and give little CB3 a big hug for me, okay? I will. It was great kicking with you guys. Yeah. Yes. Sure. All right, guys. All right. Thank you, everyone. Until next time. Later.